Welcome, everyone, to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine. This is the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world each and every week. Today's topic is the Italian Riviera. I got to be honest with you, Peter DeFeo will be the main uh, person in this show. He's going to come on in about 10 minutes. I have facts about the Italian Riviera. You probably heard of it from movie stars and celebrities. Uh, They visit an area in the Italian Riviera called Portofino. So you're probably listening saying, Italian Riviera, what exactly is that? And the reason you know about the Italian Riviera is because a lot of your celebrities and your wealthy visit Portofino. So let's get started. You're not here for me to give you fluff. You're here for the information. Each and every week we give you facts about the country that we're talking about or the area. And then Peter comes on and he gives his real life experience in the country. So let's get started. Uh, First fact, best time to visit the Italian Riviera is April, May, late September, and October, and then the summer because they are known for their beaches. Uh, They have a lot of beaches. They have a lot of uh, villages that you can get coffee, etc. So it's a uh, tropical paradise. Visiting the Italian Riviera town of Genoa is the ideal spot if you're looking for street food. Uh, They sell a lot of street food throughout the village, uh, the area, and uh, that's the spot. You can make and taste homemade pesto. They say that uh, homemade pesto from the Italian Riviera is the best you'll ever get, and that is what they're known for. So you can go to the Italian Riviera, you can make, and you can taste homemade pesto. Uh, If you're looking for a luxurious vacation to hang out with the wealthy, that would be in Portofino, as I said. Uh, You can taste unique olive oil in Liguria. So if you're an olive oil fan and you're visiting the Italian Riviera, make sure that you visit Liguria. Uh, Liguria also is known for their unique wines. So if you're visiting the the area of Liguria... Uh, You're going to look for unique wines, and you're going to look for homemade pesto. Uh, You can take a private boat trip. That's a big deal in the Italian Riviera is the private boat trips. The Italian Riviera has a huge coastline. The coastline is very massive. It's one of Italy's smallest regions. It's a great area for growing vegetables. And, of course, as you might know, it neighbors France. Uh, Also, you go to the Italian Riviera for whale watching. Uh, That's a big deal out there. Uh, And this is what I found interesting, and I say this every show, and we do have loyal listeners who point that out, but this is an interesting fact. Uh, The Italian Riviera was the birthplace of Christopher Columbus. It's a vacation spot for royalty and aristocrats. Uh, Cinque Terre on the Italian Riviera means five lands. Uh, Once again, we're going to hook up with our co-host, Peter DeFeo, in about five minutes. 
And like I say every week, the difference between this travel show and other travel shows, because there's like a half a million of them, is that we have a guy, Peter DeFeo, who has actually been there. And if it wasn't for his real-life experience in the countries that we talk about, this would just be something you could see on Wikipedia. So let's get going, and we're going to call Peter in five minutes. Uh, there are no cars in Cinque Terre in the Italian Riviera. They do not have cars. Uh, the train station, there's a train station in every town. So what they do is they don't have cars, and they pretty much travel around by train. Uh, the local wine is white, and it is sweet. Anchovies are a common menu item in Cinque Terre. Uh, the people in Cinque Terre are known to be very, very friendly. Uh, it's known to be a national park. Uh, St. George Church in Portofino was built in 1154. So that's been there a very long time. And St. George is also the patron saint of Portofino. Swimming, fishing, hiking, and shopping are the most popular things to do in the Italian Riviera. Let's examine that. So if you're looking to swim, fish, hike, and shop, uh, that is what you do in the Italian Riviera. They also, once again, are known for their homemade pesto. Uh, people say it's the best in the entire world. And uh, so that in wines. So that's what you want to look for when you go to the Italian Riviera. Uh, is those types of things. Peter DeFeo uh, is a world traveler, and every time we do a show, uh, he gives you his real-life experience. And somebody said to me when I announced that we were doing the Italian Riviera, they said, well, you guys did Italy. And, yes, we certainly did. If you go to uh, your favorite podcast platform or Philly Restaurant Reviews with an S dot com, uh, you will see that we did Italy, and it's our most popular show. And that's because Peter has been to Italy several times, and he gave incredible analysis uh, about Italy. So if you're looking to learn about new countries, this is the show for you. Uh, this show basically uh, gives you an idea of what the country's like uh, just by giving you all these facts. And Peter also will tell you, hey... I've been there, so I can let you know what's going on. And let's call Peter DeFeo right now. You hear the phone ringing. Here he comes. Peter, we are live on the air. Oh, very good. And let's talk about the Italian Riviera, my friend. Let's start down, uh, go to Rome, 
and let's go south to see Pompeii. Uh, when you get to Naples, I recommend you do not leave your car. Keep the doors locked and the windows locked. Uh, they, those, those people are horrible. Uh, and I, I don't, you know, it, 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 they're just, they'll steal from you. They're, they'll, they look like, uh, some people call them, think they're gypsies. I don't know if they're Italians or gypsies or very poor Italians. Uh, but it is, it is one place you have to go through because it's a central area. But don't get out of your car and don't interact with the people there. Uh, from there, you could go a little further down and go to Pompeii. And we've always heard about Pompeii. You know, all the people that were killed there and what have you. Not everybody was killed. Just a small amount of people were killed. Most of the people got out of the town when the volcano went off, Mount Sevier went off. They, uh, you know, um, it's, it's something I would recommend that you see uh, to experience it. Why these people were out of control. Uh, they were sexually out of control. They had images on, the, on their door jams and stuff, uh, sexual in, in images, paintings on the walls and everything. Uh, so uh, the Christians in uh, Italy uh, just said, well, God got mad, and that's why the mountain went off and killed them all. Um, there's, there's nice little eateries on the way. Uh, you, you could eat uh, pasta, pasta, pasta is the big thing they like to eat. Uh, fish, meat, soups, minestrone soups, uh, lasagna, all, all sorts of pasta, uh, and all sorts of desserts. We'll get into desserts later, but uh, um, I recommend, as you, as you, if you're in Naples, also go to um, Capri and Anna Capri. Uh, it used to be a walking distance, but the water levels rose, and you have to take either a hydrofoil or a little boat or even a helicopter. I took a small, a slow boat because I wanted to enjoy the scenery of the Mediterranean there. But the color of the water is gorgeous, and the beautiful mountains. Uh, when you, you know, when you look inland, Italy, of course, the center of it is a mountain range. That's what maintains it. Uh, Capri, Anna Capri. Very classy, very expensive, but very classy. Uh, all types of uh, olives, uh, all types of fish. Uh, of course, they all eat pasta, pasta everywhere. Uh, there's quite a, quite a variety going on. And uh, the trip to uh, the, the grotto, everyone has to, has to see the grotto when they're there, is a car trip you're don't sit on the right hand side or you'll have a heart attack uh, there's no railings they carved out uh, off the edge of, of a thousand foot cliff mountain a road and this guy goes along at 100 miles an hour uh, zipping around the curbs and everything else uh, all the way up to the top of the hill and then down the other side I was on the right-hand side, and all I could see is like a thousand feet down. I said, what's those little things down there? Oh, they were boats. <laughs> you know? yeah. it, it, was, it was something. The food was fantastic there. Uh, they had uh, probably the, the uh, most uh, variety and richest food. Uh, of course, you're talking uh, a resort area, and the uh, richest people go there you know, for a vacation. Well, let, let's head north. Um, go back and we start heading north 
we passed Rome, and we head towards Pisa. Um, that was my, you know, I wanted to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and I wanted to get up to Florence. And, of course, that was on the way to Riviera. Um, so we're on the West Coast. I don't recommend uh, the East Coast is, is okay, but the West Coast is where everything is. And there were little areas where you could stop. Oh, by the way, outside of um, Pisa, and there was a, uh, a, a restaurant just for tourists. Uh, I didn't know it. I stopped in, and I thought it was in Philadelphia. <laughs> they had all, all Philadelphia type, you know, uh, northeast coast of, of the United States type of food, you know, regular pizza, you know, regular spaghetti and meatballs type of thing. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, it, it makes you feel at home. That's where all the bus tours go. I drive a car. Uh, if you're going to drive, keep this in mind. When you pass a uh, someone on a hill, that's against the law. There oh. was, yeah, there, there was a cart with a donkey, and it was tuck, 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 and, and I didn't go fast at maybe 30 miles an hour, and I, I, went, I passed him, and all of a sudden, so a policeman pulled me over, and you paid a policeman on the spot. <laughs> you paid the ticket on the spot? Yeah, you pay, this, you, pay, you pay on the spot. It was only, uh, you know, uh, 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 it wasn't that much. You know, it was like three, four dollars. But the guy's going back and forth, and he's reading my rights to me in Italian. He, he thought I was a, a local, right? <laughs> and uh, then I said, uh, "No capisci italiano?" Oh, americano! Ah. So he, he, he then says, uh, "You know, leers, leers." So I, I took my money out. And he took my money and he gave me change back, and he told me to go. So that was the that was the. I don't know if he, if he ever turns it in or what the hell's going on, or maybe they maybe they're independent, uh, which is really crazy because on the autostrada, which are the main highways, there's no speed limit, and the and the only thing uh, you know going between these areas, we're talking you know 500 miles going up, you know all the way up to this area, we started in the center part of Italy, you know, Rome. Um, the, um, the autostrada, there's no speed limit, but you have to stay in the right lane. You, you only, you only, uh, you know, go in the left lane, you get in the left lane, you put the pedal to the metal, yeah. and, and you just keep on going until you're exhausted, and everyone ends up in the right lane, because, you, you know, you could, you could only do so much uh, traveling at uh, 80, 90 miles an hour. Um, but uh, there are some of the things. But let's get back to why we're here. Uh, yeah, Pisa. Uh, so, so we were on the way to Pisa. We stopped at a couple of places where they had classy food. And the classic food they had were vegetables, uh, chunks of, of cheese. They, they cut cheese and, uh, you know, hard cheese into like little... Uh, uh, triangles, and uh, you, you could eat, eat that with your hands. Um, and they they had no water. Uh, water is only used as gray water. There's just so many people, such a population, such a small area, uh, that the water is polluted, and uh, they, there's no spring water. I mean, you, you just, you know, where does the water come from? So, the only thing you drink is wine. Uh, they have... Um, seltzer water which is you know man-made processed water and what have you 
and uh, that sort of thing. You could get a Coke, Pepsi and Coke, uh, you know, if, if you want to drink a soda. But uh, basically, most people drink some vino and uh, the seltzer water. Seltzer water is the biggest thing. Uh, the other water is used, the gray water is used strictly for taking a bath, uh, toilet, uh, washing, you know, that sort of thing. You don't drink it. And uh, just keep that in mind when you're in any of these, when you travel in any of these countries, do not drink the local water. You, you don't know what that spigot, you, you don't know where, you know, where it's coming from. I don't hey, Peter, Peter, hold on. I just want to let our listeners know because Leaning Tower of Pisa is probably the most popular thing. I've learned about it all my life. Get, can you just give us a second and talk about what exactly is the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Is it located in the Italian Riviera? Uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa is uh, south of Florence. Uh, and Florence is uh, southeast of uh, Genoa, where that's where the main Riviera is. There are little beaches along the way, but uh, that's the main Riviera. So it's actually pieces probably about 50 miles south of the Riviera. Uh, let me tell you about Pisa. Most people have the wrong impression of, of Pisa, Pisa because that's what we've been told. The whole thing is, hey, this is a leaning tower. Wow. It's an architect's and engineer's nightmare. Uh, they built this tower, uh, like a third of the tower, and it settled. One side settled. And they said, oh, my God. So they came in again, and the priest or, or whatever was running it at the time uh, had them build another bit of the tower, another third. And it settled. <laughs> they didn't give up, right? Yeah. And, and then they built another tower on top of it. So it's actually, looks, it's bent like a banana. And it's a nominal, I, I've taken architectural courses at Princeton and at Wharton School in Philadelphia, and I've, I've been in real estate many, many years. And uh, it was my main income, and, uh, you know, building and owning and managing. And uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa actually is bent more like a banana, and it's nothing. Uh, you go in it, you, you know, you go up the steps, round and round, it's like a tower, and you get to the top. The thing about the Leaning Tower of Pisa is why it was built. It was built to look at this beautiful, beautiful architectural masterpiece with flying buttresses and Renaissance architecture, uh, a beautiful minister, and it's sitting right out there, and no one ever talks about it. That's why they built a tower, so people could view <laughs> this great piece of architecture. But the Leaning Tower took, you know, took all the, uh, you know, because it leaned, because it was, a, it was a mistake, it became the popular thing. Right. I, I was shocked. I, I said, well, nobody ever talks about this beautiful building that's there. And the reality was, hey, they must have built this to look at that building. I mean, why else would they build this tower? Right. So that, that's, uh, and again, uh, there's a small restaurant. There's two small restaurants in that area uh, where you could you could buy, um, you know, some pizza or some pasta. Pasta's a big thing, of course, in Italy. <laughs> you might have guessed that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> who, who hasn't guessed that one? Um, dessert. Oh, dessert on our trip. I could talk about dessert for 24 hours. And by the time I got done, there would be new desserts created. They have so many 
different types of desserts everywhere. And here's my opinion why they have so many different types of desserts. I believe that uh, Italy has been, well, I believe, I know Italy has been a, a melting place uh, for, for all cultures for centuries. It has one of the longest coasts of any country, uh, you know, going all the way down to the tip and toe and up, up around the other side. Think about it. For as small as it is, uh, how, how big its coast is, it might be, uh, I, didn't, I didn't look it up, but it probably the longest coast of any country in Europe. I believe so. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's just my guess on it, but uh, I'm just looking at it. And um, over the centuries, people came from everywhere. And they would, they didn't know where they were going. They're in the Mediterranean. They didn't have maps and they didn't, ha they didn't have uh, uh, Google you know, <laughs> or anything we have today. Uh, they weren't educated to know what was going on. And they would hit this this land. They didn't even know how, what, you know, what the other side looked like or how deep it was. Uh, they thought they had hit the mainland. And uh, when they hit it, uh, they would bring their culture with them, different types of food, uh, different types of desserts. Uh, they would leave all their ideas there and uh, their culture and their sperm. And so you have a tremendous mixture of people, uh, especially along the coastlines. That's where you see all the uh, uh, dark and uh, dark-eyed, uh, dark-haired people. You start going up in the mountains, you see the original Romans, uh, with blue-eyed blondes, you know, type of thing, who were uh, from the Nordic, you know, uh, that came down uh, and, and uh, developed, you know, the original Europeans. Um, so that, I found that really, I found that interesting because I, I thought they would all be consistent. But as you go uphill, they're green-eyed, they're brown along the coast, they're green-eyed, and then they're blue-eyed up in the mountain area. Very light, light blue eyes with blonde hair. Shocking. It was like, where did you guys come from? But uh, they're probably the original, uh, you know, Romans. Uh, or the original people that uh, occupied that area. Well, back to back to the food, the desserts. You could you could actually kill yourself trying to eat every type of dessert. <laughs> I, to, I mean, ganaches, uh, you name it, layer different types of layer cakes, all different. I, I mean, it, it, it's impossible uh, to eat it all. Yet, you don't see any heavy set Italians. You know, they're all thin. And, uh, you know, that, that was like, well, what, what are they doing? Well, I guess being raised in it, they probably have control. And they're, they're not, uh, you know, they're used to it. And so, you know, in a lifetime, they try this, they try that, but they don't try it all in one day, right. as Americans might. Um, the uh, uh, restaurants uh, specialized in every restaurant had pasta, no matter how classy or whatever. But in the, in the more classy, expensive areas, they had less pasta, uh, less less lasagna. Oh, pizza. They have all sorts of pizza there, um, mostly in, in the poor areas, the, the uh, poor people. And uh, back to Rome, uh, to uh, the Vatican. In the front of the Vatican, they have a couple, two or three classy, classy restaurants. In the back of the Vatican, you think you're on 9th Street in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. They, yeah, they, they, they have a, a market, and you could buy any type of fruit, vegetables, anything you want, and bring it home and eat. Um, 
the uh, I don't know I don't know if I went over it already, but as you're driving through Italy, you see these stone walls, and the stone walls are about two to four feet high, and they go up the hillside, and and in the stone walls they're like planters, like large planters. Uh, you see all sorts of tomatoes, corn, and all sorts of stuff growing in there. Uh, and, and what it is, is a guy owns property, that's how he, he gets his food. He gets his food by uh, growing his own uh, vegetables and fruit and stuff. Uh, you know, vine- vineyards and, and olive, olive groves are all growing in these stone walls. Every, every inch, they're utilizing every inch. It's almost like a, a waterfall of, of stone. You know, when you look at up the mountain, you know, coming down, and and, and above each one is is uh, maybe four to eight feet deep, and that's where they're uh, planting all their their food to eat for the for the year. Uh, that's how they survive. So uh, we get up there, and uh, Pisa uh, was interesting because of the fact uh, I saw what I had never realized I would see. Then then we went to Florence, and Florence has a nice river that runs through it, beautiful classic town, and these people are really uh, into themselves. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, uh, they started speaking to me in Italian, and I started speaking back. And instantly, they said, uh, Siciliana. <laughs> You're Sicilian. <laughs> I said, <laughs> my mother was Sicilian. Evidently, I learned uh, my Italian from my mother. <laughs> and, uh, and they could tell right away ju- just from uh, the accent, you know, uh, uh, whatever, whatever the dialogue was. But uh, from across the river, overlooking Florence, as a fantastic view, fantastic view of all these gorgeous Renaissance buildings. Uh, and I enjoyed the classy city of Florence. And, and there you can eat some very, very nice restaurants, or you can eat just local type stuff which is, again, you know, back to what the uh, local people eat. Uh, from there, Genoa is another maybe 100 miles or so, and, and uh, you're going up the uh, uh, west coast, and you start heading uh, west, because uh, it turns, and then there's the Riviera. Hold on, Peter, one second. In the beginning of the show, everyone can tell that I have no idea about the Italian Riviera. I kept calling Portofino, and uh, I kept calling them villages. What exactly are they? Are they cities? Uh, no, they're, they're like, you're right. They're like, uh, I wouldn't call them a city. Uh, but more of a village? Yeah, more like a village. Oh, okay. All right. Like, like Sorrento's a village also. Uh, a very nice, you know, uh, village, nice people there. Okay. Uh, so, so there's a lot of, there's more villages than there are big cities. Uh, there hasn't been construction. Some of these areas are so, uh, um, they're into their antiquity so much that they don't want them to build anything. So they maintain what they have. Uh, if you want to build something, you go outside of, you know, outside of the uh, uh, major cities. Uh, the town my family come from, Di Feo, is on the east coast, and it's the town of Feo. And he was a knight, and uh, he uh, came down and they gave him a mountain. And uh, so he built a city on it. The city has de- deteriorated so bad that they're not, no one's allowed to go up there anymore because it's not, you know, it's not safe building. You know, you could fall, fall through the, the floor and all. 
And uh, so they have a, a modern city right below it, uh, of, you know, like barracks-type homes and stuff and all. Right. Uh, so, so, I mean, that's, you know, that's a different thing. The, the, the West Coast is very classic uh, with all the museums. And uh, they, they joined Hitler because they didn't want Hitler to come bombing <laughs> and uh, destroying all their antiques. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but basically it was like, uh, what are they going to do? They were, co- they were connected. You know, they were connected to Germany. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so they went, they went along with it ra- rather than, uh, you know, rolling their sleeves up and, and fighting Hitler. But as soon as it was over, uh, you know, they, uh, the war was over, things turned around. Uh, I, I had uncles that were uh, stationed in Italy. Uh, but so, so the Riviera, um, there are, you know, Germans uh, go to Riviera. A lot of people go there, and, and it's a lot of money, and there, there's a, a lot of nudity. Uh, you know, people, uh, you know, uh, bikinis are, you know, almost overdressed. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, that, you know, to, uh, to us in America, you know, there's only one or two nude. Areas, uh, and I've never been to any of them, uh, but uh, you know, beaches. Um, but uh, it's like nothing in the Riviera uh, for people to uh, you know, go out and, and uh, walk around with no clothes on. Uh, but, you know, that's that's your culture, and a, a lot of that comes from the north. Uh, the, the Germans and Swiss, uh, you know, really get into this nudity thing. I guess uh, their country is so cold uh, when they get to a warm place. Uh, they want to. They want to just, uh, you know, totally get their body covered with sun. Um, uh, we, we would. We most of our trips were at, in the winter, and at the end of winter, uh, because of uh, you know having a lot of real estate building and uh, you know we were, there was no demand on us in the United States, so we decided this is when we'll take our vacations. Uh, I, I was very fortunate. Uh, I had one trip to Italy uh, that I won from the uh, uh, construction uh, builders in South Jersey. And when I got back, I won another trip. <laughs> it's had two okay. trips. I won, won there. I've won so many trips, all, all every many trips I've, I've won in my lifetime. Uh, you know, most people never won any trip, but uh, I, I was I've been very fortunate. Uh, but uh, I, I would I would recommend uh, you know going up and uh, seeing all that there's a variety of, of things going on uh, in Italy and uh, you know the Riviera culture uh, seems uh, to focus on healthy food uh, vegetarian fruit veggies anti pasta and bits of pasta uh, I recommend the West Coast for its variety, history, museums, and bed, bed and boards. Accommodations are the best. Are the best. What about they, Portofino? Talk about Portofino. That seems to be the all-star in all of this. Uh, what about Portofino? What do you think? Um, I tell you the truth, I, I just drove by it. I didn't, okay. I didn't spend any time there. Yeah, because so, that's where all the wealthy and the aristocrats uh, go to. Yeah, no, there was nothing that attracted me uh, to Portofino for some reason. You know, I, I was I was heading for uh, Florence, and uh, you know, I was, I was just heading north uh, on the west coast, and and uh, I just 
you know, just passed it. Just, just went past it. Uh, Peter, so what about Sync? It's called Syncue. I probably will probably get a ton of emails because I, I don't know how to say this. Syncue Terre? Syncue Terre? Yeah, go ahead. Talk about that. Uh, same thing. I must be, a, must be a little town. There was nothing. Uh, I like museums. And uh, I, I probably didn't have anything that attracted me to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, thank you very much, Peter DeFeo. Tell everyone, where can they get a hold of you? What do you want to promote? Uh, he's been in well over 100 movies. He's been in uh, uh, The Irishman, uh, Sopranos. Talk about yourself and where they can find you. Uh, well, you can check me out in IMDB, International Movie Database. Um or just put my name on the internet, and it comes right up. Peter DeFeo, mob boss. That's not me. That's <laughs> that's my name comes up. But I'm the I'm the artist, Peter DeFeo, fine artist. Uh, I am the actor, and uh, I'm into the arts, and uh, you know, I support the arts. If you're interested in getting into the arts, and getting into acting. In the East Coast, Northeast Coast of the uh, uh, United States, um, you, can, you can email me, Peter DeFeo, actor at gmail.com, or you could call me, and that would be 610 565 2000. Or if you want to snail mail me, it's P.O. Box 2000, Media, Pennsylvania, 19063. And I, I wish you the best. Any questions you have, I'll gladly help you with it. Okay. Once again, great input, Peter. Thank you very much. And uh, who knows what part of the world we'll be in next week, right, sir? <laughs> All right. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, that was Peter DeFeo. He is a world traveler. Uh, he gives you every week. He gives you his real-life experience in the countries that we talk about. And what is interesting is that he told you about the spot uh, that you don't want to park your car. <laughs> and stuff like that. Little tidbits like that are why Peter DeFeo is a very, very important part of our show We've also had people communicate with us saying, hey, uh, you know, the difference between your travel show and the billions of other travel shows is that you have a guy who has actually been there. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Most of the countries we've covered, I've never been to, but I've done research uh, to benefit our listeners. Uh, let's get into the research and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Porto Veneer has many caves. So if you're looking to go to Porto Veneer, uh, they do cave exploration. Uh, there's great street food in Genoa. The, Itali the Italian Riviera runs from the French Riviera to the Tuscan border. So let me get this straight. The Italian Riviera runs from the French Riviera to the Tuscan border. Uh, Liguaria is known for its delicious food. There are five cinque terre, as Peter says, 
villages that are the most visited villages along the coast. Uh, there's plenty of food tours in the Italian Riviera. Bar hopping is very popular in the Italian Riviera. So if that's your thing, bar hopping is very popular in the Italian Riviera. Uh, Portofino has no more than 500 residents. And I think that's why it's a destination for celebrities and aristocrats is because Portofino has no more than 500 residents. So the entire village or town or whatever it is only has 500 residents. There have been no new houses built since 1935. I found that interesting. So there have been no new houses built since 1935. Uh, Castello Brown is a 16th century castle. San Giorgio Church and its lighthouse was built in 1154. Uh, Portofino National Natural Park National Park opened in 1935. The beach of Paragi is a great place if you want to go diving. Uh, there's a lot of people listening to this show around the world. If you enjoy diving, uh, the beach of Paragi is the place to go. Uh, the only airport that is closest to Portofino, so if you're booking a travel, uh, booking a vacation, uh, there is a Christopher Columbus Airport uh, very close to Portofino. Okay, and guess what? Pixar has a new movie coming out that's being filmed in the Italian Riviera called Luca. So Pixar has noticed the Italian Riviera. They are starting to uh, film a movie. Uh, called Luca. Ventimiglia, Ventimiglia has a boardwalk that transforms into a flea market on win, uh, on weekends. So if you're looking to uh, have fun on the boardwalk and you want to do some shopping on the weekends, uh, Ventimiglia, and I'm sure we'll get emails, I'm sure I'm butchering that name, but they have a boardwalk that transforms into a flea market on weekends. San Remo is the Italian Monte Carlo. So if you're into gambling, you want to go to the Italian Riviera village of San Remo. Uh, the Italian village or the Italian Riviera village of Saborga has a population of only 362. So if you're looking to move to a secluded area, that is probably your spot. Alasio was a town frequented by Ernest Hemingway, the popular writer. A lot of people, I have a book at Barnes & Noble, a lot of people say that I am similar to Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> but Ernest Hemingway uh, often frequented a town called Alasio. Porto Veneer. Uh, they travel around Porto Veneer in water taxis. I saw a water taxi. On TV, and I was actually fascinated by it. Uh, so what they do is they travel around the village by water taxi. Uh, the bay in Genoa is said to have healing abilities. So that is interesting. Camagli, good little Camagli has lots of tiny painted boats in their harbor. So they take a lot of pride in the looks of the boats in their harbor. 
So each boat is painted, uh, you know, just to attract your eyes. If you are a shopper and you're listening to this and you have a gazillion dollars, uh, Portofino is one of the best spots in the world to do shopping. So if you're out there and you have a couple extra dollars or a lot of extra dollars, and uh, you want to go shopping on your vacation, experts have actually said that Portofino is the ideal spot for shopping. Uh, Once again, we mentioned this earlier. Some of these are repeated, it seems like. But Pesto is said to be the best in the world in the Italian Riviera. If you guys are into art, there are a lot of people that travel uh, to uh, experience art. And you would be surprised. There's a lot of people that do that. Uh, the city of Genoa is known for their arts. So the Italian Riviera is the spot to go uh, for art. Once again, the difference between our show and the billions of other travel shows is we have Peter DeFeo. And Peter DeFeo is a world traveler. Uh, he gave you his expert input on the Italian Riviera in this episode. I want everyone to go to all podcast platforms. I want you to subscribe to our show. And I also want you to listen to our Italy show. And our Italy show, Peter has been there several times. He gives you very good insight about Italy. Uh, and that's a fascinating show. Because of it, we got nothing but rave reviews for our Italy show. People really liked it. If you're new to the show, please note that every single week I look up facts about the country that we're talking about. I basically read you the facts that I have researched. And then we bring on Peter DeFeo, and he gives you what it's really like. Like today, you would never find on Wikipedia that there's a part of the Italian Riviera that they don't recommend you park your car, that, that is vandalism, etc. Those types of info is what we give in every show, and that is because Peter DeFeo has been there. So you can read on Wikipedia all you want, but you're not going to get that real-life experience that we give on every episode. Uh, this episode was created because I used to work in a hotel, and I had uh, I would talk to the guests at the hotel in the middle of the night because I worked overnight. And they would tell me about how different other parts of the world are compared to the United States. I had a woman tell me that she was in a Europe. And you know how they leave uh, nuts on the table. She grabbed a handful of nuts and they charged her for it on her bill. So things like that are why this show is around. Uh, things like that are the stuff we're trying to get uh, communicate. Uh, but like I said, I worked at a hotel. I was chatting with the guests. And I had lots of guests tell me really interesting things about other parts of the world. And that is why I created this show. I had a guest tell me one time, hey... I used to eat, I went to Europe, and I got a hot dog, and in Europe, some places give you the hot dog separate than the bun. 
So I found that interesting. So you know how in America you always get a hot dog on the bun. In there are places around the world that serve you the hot dog, and then they hand you the bun, and you got to put it on yourself. So I thought that was fascinating. So that's what we give you every week. Every week, every show that we have gives you really, really fascinating details about different areas of the world. Uh, our goal, there's a lot of people at home that wish they can travel to the places we cover. That is why they listen to the show. We have a very small cult following uh, of people that listen every week. Uh, these are basically travel enthusiasts, people that are looking to travel one day, and they listen to our show, and they get a lot of great input. Uh, if you go to any podcast platform, subscribe to the show, uh, and you'll learn about different parts of the world. If you're looking to listen to a show right away, go to Philly restaurant reviews with an s.com i have a very simple link that you can hit it'll take you to all our past shows we've covered italy greece russia china we covered the islands uh in the fiji islands we've covered samoa and that is the type of stuff we give you we will be here every single week so if you want to download a whole bunch of shows at once they're available. Learn about world cuisine. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and uh, subscribe and then download a whole bunch of shows so you can listen to our past shows. Thank you very much. We will be back in seven days with another fascinating part of the world.